Welcome back, pop culture and film fans, to a brand new month and a brand new episode from your boys at Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me, as always, across the internet is Drew Douglas. I never know what to say, oh. and I feel like I need to come up with <laughs> something, like something I do. Maybe it's updated from it's like- episode to episode, but something I say. Would, it, would you want there to be a catchphrase that it's the mm. same thing, it's just said in a different way, or it's literally no, I something think it's, different? I think it's got to be something different, like a quote. What if I started just saying a quote and then you had to guess what oh. the movie was? Like where, yeah, the origin of it, or if there is... Actually, so we used to do one of the games, and it was the... Was it real? Like spot the fake, you know? Oh yeah, we need to do that again. What if that was it? And it's like, is it real or is it fake? And it's the quote. There's a there's several games we need to bring back. We haven't done the iTunes game in a mm-hmm. while. We still do Rotten Tomatoes just because that's easy and I think it's fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, those are just things that go through my mind when you do the intro, and I never know what to expect <laughs> if it's going to be some silly. Or, I mean, sometimes I have an idea, you know, like when we did Scream, I knew you were going to do something Ghostface related, and you did. Terrible Ghostface voice. It it was terrible, but amazing. And um, so I just like, I feel a sense of anxiety when we start these shows, because I never know what to say other than like, hello. (laughs) And that just sounds stupid. And honestly, sometimes when we edit, you'll notice... I don't say anything at all. It's because I've deleted what I've said because I'm like, that sounds so dumb. So going back, you're just like, yeah, that's like, I just wish it it was just silent or something other than that. Yeah, we'll just just lead, I'll have you intro and then just lead right into it. And maybe that's what what I should be doing with this episode. Because I think we're so far deep into this one that I can't cut it out. (laughs) But in hindsight, yeah, maybe... uh, Maybe I should have just said hello. I like your idea of having like a quote or if there's like, not necessarily trivia, but it's a find the fake, spot the fake, or is it real, real or fake? I don't know. Just something to start. I th- I feel like, and maybe this is just me, but I think starting these shows is the hardest part. It's always... Is, is how do you transition into what we're going to talk about? And we yeah. just literally have wasted, anyone listening to this, <laughs> we just wasted three minutes yeah. of your life talking about the things that I think about when we're putting this together. But today, we're going to talk about our April pop culture picks, because we're already in April, which is just absolutely insane. And honestly, March, I don't know if it felt this way to you, but it was a longer month. Like, it was a full month. It was It was just felt long. And for me, it felt long for a lot of reasons. But, I mean, it was good. It was a good month. It was... I was actually talking today to someone um, about how there seems to be a good streak of seeing solid things and even things that I've caught up on, like going back and returning to like, man, this is good. Like, I can't believe that I missed this. But I, I kind of feel like we're continuing that trend, right? Like, did you feel like overall March was pretty solid for just movies, TV, new stuff that was coming out? Yeah, I was going to say March, I would say, was a hell of a month. Mm-hmm. February was pretty good. It had stinkers that we, um, like Ant-Man was a stinker, but it was like something big. I feel like March has been, was just absolutely stacked. Mm-hmm. And then now we have April, which is, I think stacked in a different way. 
Yeah. At least in my with my pop culture picks, it's not really movie driven for me. It's other stuff. Okay. So I don't think you and I are going to have anything overlap. I think we had two of three overlapping in March, which is unheard yeah. of. And I think we're going to go back to having three very different items. There's only one that I could see us um, would, that would have been possible, but it's not on my list. I feel like mine will be relatively predictable, but I, I don't, especially for you. Like if I feel like you could guess my list except for, I don't think I could. Interesting. I, well, you know what? There's there's two that come to mind. I feel like I should almost write it. Mm, could I say it? And I wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't give me. Any yeah, hints? I won't give you any hints. But if you want to predict now, I will say if you guess my number one, that's going to be a surprise. I feel like it will come off as a genuine surprise to anyone. Maybe. Well, there's the two things that I think are on your list, or could be uh, the, the the two that come to mind. Are Evil uh, Evil Dead Rise? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Evil Dead Rise, uh, and then the new Netflix series Beef, starring Stephen Yun. Ooh. So we'll find out, and we can we can just dive in right now. I, I, I was gonna say if if you want me to go first, that kind of puts me in a spot um, to kind of tee up for my picks because you got one of those right and one of those wrong. Ooh. So I'll say my number three is actually one of those that you mentioned. And I was tempted to put this at number one. And for me, I kept juggling my picks and changing them because they're just everything coming out this month to me is so different. Like all of my three picks are just vastly different if you compare them to each other. But my number three is a shout-out to the horror fans out there. I'm a Sam Raimi guy. I love Sam Raimi. I love the Evil Dove franchise. This is something I just can't get enough of, and that's my number three pick with Evil Dead Rise, coming out in theaters April 21st. I have heard nothing but rave reviews about this movie. It makes me so excited, and the main thing is that one of my favorite quotes from Stephen King is, all killer, no filler. And that's what this movie is sounding like right now. I mean, there are 25 reviews sitting on Rotten Tomatoes right now from critics, and Ooh. it's at a 96%. 96! 96! Yeah. Did not expect this movie to get a 96. You might be on your way to mentioning this, but this was originally HBO Max. Yeah. Like straight there. And then the powers that be that are in charge now. I guess saw it and was just like, no, this is, well, let's try to get some money out of this. And it sounds like that's a yeah. smart plan. I mean, and the other thing is like, there are so many shots in this where I'm like, I want to see that in a, on a big screen. I want to see that with people losing their minds. I want to be chowing down on popcorn and see something so grotesque. <laughs> it makes me want to puke in my popcorn bucket. Now it makes you weirdly makes you like shove more food in your mouth. I found <laughs> Because even when I saw um, Bones and All, like I literally had a tub of popcorn and my Mountain Dew, and I was shoveling it down my throat as people are just like, you know, that meat sound of you just slurping on meat. So I think that weirdly enough, the tension, the excitement actually gets you to be eating when you're watching just absolute filth on screen. 100%. This looks amazing. Every time I see the trailer, too, I've seen the red band. 
than normal on screen. The reactions from the crowd, especially in the red band stuff, is wild. And I, I especially like, there's something about, I thought I would get sick of this, of hearing this, but I haven't. And it's the line where we have uh, Alyssa Sutherland, I believe, uh, where she says, mommy's with the maggots now. It's just like her delivery, the look, everything about it. I'm like, man, if there's any line to get me more amped, it's that line. And I just, I, I'm, I'm pumped. I just cannot get more excited for a horror movie this upcoming month. And I want horror. I want something good. Give me something filthy and bloody and just like, give me a throwback. Give me a retro horror movie. And we're getting that with this. And I feel like by the sounds of it, this is going to be, could be one of the bloodiest, uh, creepiest throwback films that we'll get this year. And I'm here for it. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, and I, I'm excited to rewatch the the trilogy, the original, and then the uh, 2013 one again. And that one is nasty as hell, too. Oh, yeah. That and one that's is a, disgusting. I've never in my life felt nauseous like I did during that movie. And it was in the theater. I watched it. I'm like, we'll see. Like, I love the the original trilogy, but that film, the remake slash like almost like a beat for beat remake of the first film, they just added so much blood. And apparently they've done the same with this movie and in that sense. But I remember in the theater getting sick and I ne- I've never gotten sick. So I kind of want to get sick again. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for the change of setting. We're not in the cabin oh, in the yeah. woods or something like that. We're not going back in time. We're in an apartment. And then um, it looks it looks gnarly. And that's a word I haven't heard in a while, but I keep hearing it about this, is the violence in this is gnarly. You, you touched on something that I find to be fascinating and not covered enough, but that is, this is happening in an apartment setting, like a high-rise apartment. And there's something that, if you think about it, aren't apartments or living in areas where it has such a high turnover rate, isn't it kind of scary? Because you think about who lived in this before me. Were they like a complete freak or did, were they up to some like wacky things? Did, am I living in like kind of an unsafe space, you know, based on who lived there before? And then this movie kind of, in my opinion, it seems to address that in a way. Like, it's scary, the idea if you go down that rabbit hole, but now this is something truly terrifying that's happening in an apartment. It's like, can you imagine the poor souls moving into this apartment after? I haven't even seen the movie. I don't know how it ends. <laughs> but imagine who moves in after this. They're like, oh, this just, I got some weird vibes going on here. Just, I don't know. Well, Evil Dead Rise is not in my top three, even even though I'm hyped. I don't have any movies. Do you have any guesses of what's... What I've got. One you'll never guess because it's music. Um, or, or you might. I don't know. There, I, I was wondering if you would end up choosing Beef, the Netflix A24, as it, what you predicted for me. And, I mean, I... I, I, th- I predicted because Stephen Young. Anything he's involved, yeah. I'm like, huh, that's got to... You know, the, my radar goes off of... That's a, a huge possibility. I'm going to be interested in that. Yeah. And that... I mean, you're not... You're you're 100% right on that. Um and that's that's where um, I I thought that could be on your list. I also thought that um, 
Oh shoot. It's escaping me, but there's another there's a movie coming out. Um The Guy Ritchie, The Covenant with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh. Oh yeah, that is is that mm-hmm. in April? Um interesting. Well, we might have to add that to the Rotten Tomatoes game. And after this. Oh, actually, yeah. So the there are no scores out for it right now. So that would be good. Actually, weirdly enough, so here's We've got Evil Dead Rise, Bo is Afraid, and Guy Ritchie's, it's not known as The Covenant, it's Guy Ritchie's The Covenant coming out on the same weekend. Which is interesting because it's called that, yet doesn't look like a Guy Ritchie movie. I know, it's so weird. Very anti, not anti-Guy Ritchie, but different Guy Ritchie, uh, more serious Guy Ritchie. Um, Okay, well, I'll get into mine. We'll go real quick for number three, because it's... The absolutely hated, dreaded music pick. Oh. Two months in a row. I never do this, but I'm going to start doing it, because why not? Uh, it's the ninth album by the rock band The National. It's okay. called First Two Pages of Frankenstein. It comes out April 28th. They've released three songs so far. So check those out if you're interested. Tropic Morning News is the lead single. If you've never listened to The National before, Maybe start with albums Boxer and Alligator. Those are very popular among national fans. And that's it. I'll play a sample and then we can move on. That is, I, I you kind of got me on that. I don't have a lot to say for that one. <laughs> yeah, this is like, yeah, this is like when you do it, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. Um, but the indie rock and roll stuff, so look it up maybe, and you might like it. I don't know. I shouldn't. I Every month I keep saying, I'm going to get rid of my Apple music, but I love it so much, and I never do. I've, I've had it now for almost a full year, and I keep, every month I'm like, yeah, I'll get rid of it. And then I'll be driving. I'm like, actually, I want to listen to da-da-da-da. And then I'll pull It's the it. best. Yeah. I assume it's like Spotify. And, and seriously, of any app that I could ever have, Spotify would be it. Because I use it all the time at work. Because I'm just editing or whatever. I had headphones on. I'm listening to music or podcasts. It is the most... It's just so easy to consume and uh, yeah, in the car. I mean, I'm. we all know how great Spotify and, and these services are. Yeah, so. that that's where, like, I'll, I'll have to try them. And I mentioned in the last uh, podcast, too, that especially with biking, biking season for me, uh, getting in the training mind, I've got to start ramping that up. And I always look for new picks. So I'll, I'll start playing that. Speaking of picks, moving on to the second pick for me is for the first time in a while, We've got Ben Affleck returning to the director's seat, and this is my number two pick for movies. Uh, it's Air, and it's it's a stacked cast. We got as I said, Ben Affleck directing. He's also starring with some curly hair. We've got his best bud Matt Damon, uh, Jason Bateman, Viola Davis. This is just going to be uh, a movie that I didn't think would end up being like attracting my attention but now i'm here for it i want to like this movie looks in like the trailer it was weird like we were talking about this 
even though the trailer look it looks cheap or cheaper, right? Like it doesn't. Yeah, it it definitely looks like. If I had just seen that, I'd be like, "Oh, that's just a streaming, streaming yeah. movie." Like it doesn't look bad, but the trailer's not. Yeah, good. and and for me though, it just something about the story, the flow of it. Anytime Ben Affleck is directing a movie and he's got wacky hair of some sort. I can't even say wacky. It's not his hair. It's not wacky. He just got like curly yeah. hair. And the same as Argo. Like he had hair. It's not, I'm not familiar with Ben Affleck looking like that. Same for this movie. Anytime he's changes his hairstyle, I'm like, you know what? Normally that's a bad sign. But for Ben Affleck, apparently that is his uh, maybe staple going forward or good luck charm. But this movie obviously tells a story of coming up with the Air Jordans following the history of the guys behind creating that uh, now famous Nike shoe uh, and then pursuing Michael Jordan, which I'm going to be interested how they are going after Michael Jordan in this movie because apparently he doesn't make an appearance. I, I find that hard. Like, we'll end up seeing, like, a young Mike Jordan, Michael Jordan, but, I, like, I wonder how much he'll be in it. And it seems to be focused on this business side. And weirdly enough, it also reminds me if you were to cross like say um if you if you took the big short and you turn that into like a sports movie like say the big short meets moneyball or something like that that's what this movie looks like but i just i mean this looks like a fun movie um also i have to say that weirdly enough we're getting marlon waynes and chris tucker in this movie too now, now, Affleck said in uh, during the NBA All Star break that I think it was like the one of the challenges, like three point challenge or something. But they were interviewing him, and he said this is his favorite thing that he's ever made. Wow, does that? It's a bold statement, and that could is. just be marketing fluff. Sure, of, you know he's promoting it, but you know Affleck is like a god to me. Well, I love that man. Does does that make you more interested in this movie? Then I was already super hyped for it. I was just maybe taken aback by how mediocre that trailer is. Yeah. Well, I mean, right now, once again, it's getting really solid reviews. And it, it, it kind of like Evil Dead Rise, whenever the reviews first started coming out, it was sitting at like 100%, but right now it's at 97% with 30 reviews. I just hope I hope we don't get a bunch of those silly jokes, and we, we have it in the trailer of... What are you calling it? And he's like Air Jordan. He's like, I don't like it, you know. And we're like, we know that it's Air Jordan, and it's like the most popular thing, right? So I hope it's yeah. not a bunch of stupid, like too many of those. I, I I could see that that doesn't happen a whole lot. I I think they probably did that for the trailer. I bet it's in the movie, but I could see that being like a one and done. So Air did not make my list. <laughs> But my numero what are you scoffing at? Because Ben Affleck, you basically <laughs> love that dude. Oh, I don't love that dude. I'm obsessed with that man. Oh. But honestly, with that coming out so soon in the month, too, that I've I've somehow like overlooked it. I really did. Mm. And then honestly, my my one-two, it's a one-two punch. I I can't imagine having anything else on my list. Number two. This is one I'm surprised is not on yours. It's A24's new Netflix series, Beef. Mm. And it's about a road, ra road rage incident that consumes the two people involved. All 10 episodes drop on the streaming service on April 6th, which is just a week Man. away. 
outside the synopsis, I don't know anything about this show other than it's A24. It's got Steven Yun. Uh, the trailer for this is freaking mm-hmm. amazing. I've watched it like 10 times. It's perfect. And then has A24 ever done a show? I think so. Is this like a, is really? I don't know. I got to look that up. But seeing seeing that, you know, that company name at the beginning of that trailer and just the trailer in general, I'm all in. I wonder how they're going to, I mean, I don't know how long every episode is, but it's, it's 10 episodes. So how do you make this story go on for 10 episodes? I don't know. Uh, that's maybe my only concern of this dragging on, but I'm hoping it's like 22, ep- you know, 22 minute episodes. So I'm looking now and apparently they do or have, but there's, they actually, it looks like they're dabbling in a few newer shows, but there's, um, let's see here. There's, uh, is it Rami? Rami? Oh, they do that show too, the Hulu show? Yeah. And then apparently they um, also were part of Moonbase 8 on Showtime, Mr. Corman on Apple TV Ooh. Plus, Ali Wong's, and I guess Euphoria? Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then there's also, let's see here. Is it Zwi? Zwi? Um, also on Showtime. Okay. But so it looks like they've done, they've done more than I thought. For some reason, I would have guessed yeah. this was the first one. But uh, anyway, that's my my numero two. Stephen, baby, I love that guy. We haven't yeah, talked. I he's, do too. he's he's. Uh, I mean, the MCU is a sinking ship, but. <laughs> he's been cast as a as a big character that we don't they haven't officially announced yet but it's kind of cool to see him in the uh the now sinking Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, I'm definitely ready and excited to end up seeing him um uh, in the MCU. I know he's with him joining the Thunderbolts. It'll it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. I'm curious like what role he'll end up landing for that. The big prediction is that he'll be is it uh century yeah true yeah so which is i mean he's gonna have to pack on like 100 pounds of muscle if he's gonna be doing that i mean that's a thing like that's a big character as a you know just a huge almost like a superman so i you know i'm ready to see whatever role but my thought is he'll probably be just like in spoiler alert for all of you ant-man quantumania if you care about this, but just like how Jonathan Harper J- Jackson is that it? His name, yeah, uh, who somebody. plays Cheaty. They they said though it's a big role, so yeah. he's gonna be he's gonna be someone moving forward. Um, yeah. Either way, I'm happy for the guy. He's great, and at this point, like you, I'll watch anything that he's in. I still need to see. You know, he's got a couple movies that I haven't seen, including one with Samara Weaving that oh mayhem mayhem that i've been tempted to because i keep seeing it it keeps getting recommended to me i watch something on you know the amazon fire stick and it keeps recommending it for me and i'm like oh maybe i'll watch it it just sounds gross like the premise sounds nasty i mean it's one of those that they came out with the movie right after his walking dead stint and he went from basically walking dead to that and I really liked it. It was good. It was just bloody, violent, and just there was a lot that uh, that was going on. 
it it's a better version of say the Belco experiment. That was not a good movie. <laughs> it, it, James Gunn wrote that, or did he just produce it? I think he wrote it. I I want to say he wrote it. That that movie was not good. Yeah, I want to say he wrote it, and then, um, and he he did produce it as well. But so the one movie that I want to see with Steven, I still haven't seen it. Is Burning? Have you seen that? Um, I have watched like an hour of it, and I never have gone back to it for no reason other than. I've just never gone back to it. Uh, there, that's at the top of my list. Has been for a while, and I'm like, yeah, because it's longer. It's almost like two and a half hours. But yeah, Stephen, man, I just I can't get enough of that guy. And also, Ali Wong. I'm not very familiar with her, but she looks really good in this. Yeah. Well, my number one is, might be the biggest surprise of all, but. I grew up a huge fan of this franchise. The series is very close to me. I love it a ton. I love it so much. And it might be because it was, it's part of a gift that my dad got and it was for the family uh, right before I was born. So it was, you could say, ingrained in my DNA. And it all goes back to a little Italian plumber. And it's the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> I am such a huge fan of Mario. I love all of the games from Luigi's Mansion. Um, Mario Kart was always a staple in my family. That's like a family game, especially my sister and I. We love playing that. Uh, Smash Brothers in college, like just everything you. I, I'm a huge uh, like OG Nintendo guy. In this movie, at first, I was so incredibly skeptical. But seeing it, it looks amazing. It is just going to be a fun, fun movie. I can't wait. I cannot wait to experience this. Uh, and I hope it's good. I want every minute of it to be awesome. And I can't wait to live in this world. It makes me excited to see what they do going forward. But it also makes me, like, I remember in the days when there was the Super Mario Brothers TV show that was on. Do you remember mm -hmm. that? And it was like kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, they've so far they've they've kind of failed to capture the the character in the game in other media, which is kind of strange. Uh -huh. Yeah, hundred percent. And there's something where it seems like this looks like it, and they're not trying anything too zany. To they're not like breaking the mold, other than just like replicating what they would do for a video game and putting it on screen. So this is like one giant cutscene for a game and it makes me happy like every time i see something with this movie it just puts a big smile on my face and this movie's coming out in theaters again early on april 7th this is basically coming out the same weekend as air and they're releasing it a few days early with easter uh coming up that weekend but yeah, I mean, I might do a double feature and see Air and the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> but are you, I'm curious, are you at all interested in this? Absolutely. It looks great. Okay. I, I was curious. Like, that was my biggest question. Um, I know, I know, especially talk, we talk video games every now and again, but I have never talked to you about in depth like Mario or Super Mario Brothers or anything that Mario has touched, like Smash. I mentioned Smash Brothers. Or Mario Kart, but um, I, I love that they're incorporating all of those elements from the history of Mario and Donkey Kong all the way down to Mario Kart. Um, so to me, that's what makes it even more fun. And the Easter eggs are going to be galore in this. So I just I can't wait. 
That threw me for a loop. I would have never guessed. You you were talking about the franchise and it was around before you were alive. And I'm like, what the heck is he talking about? <laughs> I'm like, what is it like Star Wars? Okay, this makes sense. Yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm all in on this movie. I think it looks good. But is it your number one? At, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I didn't even forget it even came out. So we went, again, just added another one to the Rotten Tomatoes game. Because uh, I totally forgot that was April. My, You want me to do my numero one? Yeah. I've talked to you about this show before, and I'm going to say, and I, I don't necessarily mean you, I just mean people in general. This is the best show that you're not watching. It's called Dave. Yes, I know that I'm a rapper at the end of the day, but I think it's time you knew me by my government name. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm Lil Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. Who's Dave? Hi, I'm Dave. Please watch. Please. I'm Lil Diggy. No, shut up. I am Dave. Oh, yeah. Premieres on FXX on April 5th. Two-episode premiere. It, uh, it follows a fictionalized version of rapper Little Dicky as he tries to become one of the best rappers of all time. The show is truly hilarious. It's entertaining as hell. And then, like with a lot of really good comedy shows, it, it comes out of nowhere and it just slaps you with these incredible dramatic moments that this show has literally made me cry. It's, I can't describe it. Uh, you can catch up, binge it on Hulu. There's two seasons so far. They're like 20 minutes a piece. You'll, you'll, you'll crank through seasons one and two so fast. If you've watched March Madness at all, I don't know if you've watched any, mm-hmm. but they have been airing these Coke commercials that feature Dave Berg, who is a little dicky. <laughs> And then uh, Travis Bennett, who was on the show, and he's a member of the rap group Odd Future. And they've been fighting over Coke cans, et cetera. But it, I think it's really awesome to see those two in like a big ad campaign, uh, you know, obviously leading right into Dave. This show is amazing. This show is the best. I know when you, when you were telling me about this one weekend, and I almost started it. I was so close to starting it this weekend, actually, because I'm like, I'll give it one, like watch one episode and then see. It might take you a couple. I know a lot I was of people, you could, wa- you. you could watch the, I was instantly hooked one, just the way it shot. I'm like, I thought it would be generic. It is not. It looks, it's very mm-hmm. well made. Um, Dave, Lil Dicky, this character in this is very neurotic, which I find <laughs> hilarious. It's kind of the, I'm not going to say he's like Curb, you know. Um, oh. Uh, curb your enthusiasm like that kind of neuroses but some people find larry david very frustrating and annoying because of the way he acts i could see people being frustrated by what dave does because he just gets in his own head and he acts crazy but i find that very funny he's amazing in this the supporting cast in this is truly incredible they have so many great characters and uh between this and reservation dogs on hulu and FXX, which you can catch up on that. Those are like the two shows that like anybody I've had friends to be like, Hey, you know, I'd wrap this up. Is there anything good that I might be missing? And it's always Dave and reservation dogs. Like those are mm-hmm. the two underrated overlooked shows. And I'm, I know they have a, a small audience, but I, I mean, I don't know. There's not much else I can say other than this is truly one of the best shows on TV. Now for, Reservation Dogs, Taika Waititi is a producer of that, right? Yeah, he's like an executive producer, and I think he helped create it. Which, which honestly, okay. Does, because of the marketing and had his name on there, 
I'm not um I'm not a Taika hater. You were hesitant. But I was hesitant to start it because I was like, oh my God, I know what I'm mm-hmm. gonna get into. And it's again a show that's very well written. It follows people that we don't usually follow. It's done in Oklahoma. It looks amazing. Yeah. It's shot so well. It's written so well. Um I don't know, man. Who it was like I was just like going down these the the rabbit hole of these like FX FXX shows on Hulu because they're all on there, and I'm like, man, these shows are freaking mm-hmm. amazing. They're all done so well that I you could argue FX makes the best content that's on TV. Yeah, well, and it's also they're very uh, selective in terms of creating something, and it's almost like they want to make sure they're kind of like a24 in that sense for tv where they want to make sure that if they're putting something out they're doing something different and it's going to be drastically unique compared to tv that you normally watch and i know atlanta you mentioned atlanta and donald glover what they do with that but from what i've seen of other shows that come out on fx or with fx they're they normally want to give that tlc to show it's rather than just like a churn and burn, which it's nice to see whenever there's so much that there's something going to be different that you're getting with that. And it feels too like they let whoever's in charge of the show, like do their show. They're not mm. poking their fingers in it and, and, you know, altering it in a way that, that like they let them be creative and make their own content. I mean, that's the impression I get. I have no idea, but um, yeah, they're, they're, they're churning out good stuff. So I think we had we didn't have anything overlap this month. No. But we we got six I think good picks. April. I it, it's not March stacked. Mm-hmm. But it is stacked. There's a lot. I mean it's enough to end up looking at the calendar and realizing I have to do some strategizing because I, it's going to be tough. And March was very tough, I felt. And now April it's a different kind of stacked, but uh, this was fun. This was fun mainly because we had the different picks. Do you like it when we have completely like three different picks each, or do you like when there's a little bit of overlap? Uh, I don't, I don't care. It's it's kind of fun to see when we do overlap, like last month. But yeah, um, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> but hey, I'll 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 take this as opposed to literally fighting to. Find oh yeah, something to end up putting which on the we've list. had recently. I think to, it, yeah, to, January I think was like really bad. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so let's do the Rotten Tomatoes game now. We'll wrap up with that. Yeah, I was gonna say. Speaking of fighting, this is a whole new fight that's brewing. And again, we're doing this throughout the entire year. Uh, February, we had Knock at the Cabin and Ant Man in Quantumania. I got both of those. Lock those in. And then for the month of March and February, I don't even remember when some of these came out because my notes are so bad. Um, <laughs> Cocaine Bear. I got Cocaine Bear. Ooh. Creed 3. You got Creed 3, which we spent a full hour just gushing over. Jonathan Majors. <laughs> yeah. And then now we have some drama surrounding that same actor. Man, yeah. I was listening earlier today as well about some of that stuff in terms of like what the DA, even though that they've charged him with uh, assault, right? I don't um, even know if we should talk about this because <laughs> it's just like, 
<laughs> I know it's like it, it's kind of like a whole can of worms because there's just so much attached to it. And then it's like it will change because knowing that we'll talk about it, it's like we'll end up changing, I assume, soon. Uh, so Creed 3, you got Creed 3. Uh, 65 was a, a movie you and I saw mm-hmm. in theaters. Not together, but we saw it in theaters. I thought it would be clever if I guessed 65%. <laughs> and you had the same idea, but you got to pick for me. I went, uh, I thought it would go higher, so I went 66, and I lost, because that got slammed. <laughs> it did. Uh, Scream 6, I ended up getting that with my 72% pick. Uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, you went high, you went 80, I went 69, Man. that's in the 50s. Still higher than Ant-Man, though. Absolutely. An absolute bomb. And it, it just fills me with <laughs> a weird amount of joy. John Wick Chapter 4, a movie that I haven't seen, but I hope and I pray every night that I never have to hear about this again because... It's driving you nuts. I'm, I, it's driving me crazy. I don't want to hear about this movie ever again. <laughs> you get that one. Usually we don't lock until a movie's been out for two weeks, but that one's is at like 95%, which is just pure insanity. Yeah. You got that one. And then... We're going to lock a movie that's not even out yet. This is the first time. It's called Dungeons and Dragons. There's like 123 reviews. It's at like 95% or something crazy, too. Uh, I said 82. You said 55. It's not going to drop that far. No. no, I keep saying that you you get this one right. I said 55. You said 82. Uh, so you get that one. Long story short, right now, I have five points. You have four points. Ooh. So we're neck and neck. And this month, for the month of April, we're going to make predictions for Renfield, The Pope's Exorcist, Bo is Afraid, the new Ari Aster, uh, The Covenant, which I just added because of you mentioned it, forgot all about it, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, and then forgot about this one too, Super Mario Brothers. Man, loves. So because I have the advantage 5-4, I'm going to make you go first for Renfield. This, by the way, in my opinion, looks like a turd. I have no interest in seeing this. I was on board the trailer for like the first minute, and then it just looks it looks like John Wick with a vampire or something. <laughs> I, I just it doesn't look good to me. <laughs> it doesn't look funny. <laughs> I just I just it looks stupid. I am actually I'm excited to end up seeing it. I think the closer we get, but I'm still, man, I don't know. Um, I can't quite make up my mind. However, I have made up my mind on the score. I think it will be okay. I I think people will dig it. But it's not going to be loved. I think this, uh, and then again, it could be like a cult. It's so tough to tell at this point. I'm going to say 75%. Ooh. And I will say, I used one movie as like a means to maybe predict this and um i'm going lower than what this movie got um but that is warm bodies because it looks like nicholas holt who is also in that movie who played r i can't even remember why his name was that in in warm bodies but he's in renfield he plays renfield and like warm bodies 81 percent uh decent but i think this movie will get just under that I'm going to say poo-poo. I'm going to say 52%. Oh, my goodness. 
It looks like dump. I honestly, right now, the other thing is this is a universal movie. And they've been kind of on a streak with, especially with horror movies. Megan got a lot higher than what I was expecting. Like ridiculously yeah, higher. That's true. Um, and I think this will end up following in suit of that. Megan, like pulling up the scores for it, got 93% from critics. 93. That that's truly asinine. And I had fun with that, but it was, it was <laughs> what fun. What are we doing? It was a fun movie, but 93. Like I could see that. And pretty much what I guess for Renfield, like that's like a, in eighties, like in the eighties, something it's, like that. It's so hard though because that's just obviously a, like we're smart enough to know that's a consensus. Like the, I could have given it a three out of five, and that's a fresh rating. Yeah, right. So it's not literally a ninety whatever percent. Sure. Speaking of dump, the Pope's Exorcist. Oh boy! I keep seeing trailers for this, and it is not for me. <laughs> I don't even think it looks real, like creepy in a realistic way. It just looks bad. I, I, I'm, it looks like something that you would dump in September, yeah, or October, leading right up. Why are we? Why is this coming out like on Easter, <laughs> around Easter? I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say 31. <laughs> percent I like Russell Crowe, but like I don't think this looks good. It's not my kind of movie. Oh wow, this yeah. It's funny that you say that because I ended up going with an arbitrary uh, uh, 40%. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I don't expect this to do well financially or critically. I mean, looking back, and that's the other thing, it makes me wonder is there something that got Russell Crowe to sign up? But then I'm like, I don't know. He also yeah. did, was you, it on? You know what it was? Money. Yeah. And that's it. That's the only thing I could guess as well. Well, because what was that movie he uh, came out with toward the beginning of the pandemic? Where he had the sausage fingers because he was so fat. Um, Unstop- what was was that? it Unstoppable or something like that, right? What was that movie? I'm looking it up. But Unhinged. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Which was fun for about an hour and 15 minutes. And then he's like beating the hell out of the woman. And I'm like, okay, this is not entertaining anymore. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to watch. Yeah. And I remember when. The and I'm pulling up the re- reviews for it right now, but it was like one of those where everyone said, "Oh, well, this is a great pandemic movie," but that got 48. percent And I'm like, "Is that a great pandemic movie?" They like well, thought they were gonna like get people to the theater to watch nonsense, is what it is. Right? Yeah, and that was the other thing where um, it was almost like, I mean, that's a streaming movie. It's and I don't know how that did on streaming, but when they released it, I'm like, "Yeah, this." I don't know. There's nothing. And I want to say, like, some of the ads, too, for that. It's like, see it in theaters. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's what I want to watch, a woman getting beaten up on the big screen. And it's, uh, what? there's another road. I mean, it's basically a better version of that movie A24 is doing with Beef this month. That that looks awesome. Yeah. Unhinged, yeah. It was, again, it was fun for a little bit, and then it just became right. uncomfortable. And I, yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't, I don't really get enjoyment out of this. Now, this is the next movie I think is the hardest one we've had maybe in forever. It's Ari Aster's Bo is Afraid, starring Joaquin Phoenix. This is a movie that, for me, the trailer, I don't think this looks good at all. I love Ari Aster. This does not look good to me. This looks like it could be amazing or completely insufferable. That's what. That's how I feel about it. A, a, just like an absolute train wreck. Mm-hmm. I tend to lean towards maybe this is not going to be very good. 
It could be his big miss. It's going to be his Babylon. Oh, <laughs> which again, I, it's a movie I actually wa- I told you I watched it a couple weeks ago. I liked Babylon. Yeah, I can understand why that was a massive turnoff to people, but I found a lot of it to be amazing. Uh, what do you think about Bo is Afraid? This is not the necessarily the direction that I wanted Ari Aster. I mean, I just want him to do horror, and this is I don't think that. Yeah, uh, you know, I I feel the same about being a little surprised, but I think there I mean, are you, some horror elements to it. Uh, there do thing- you want me to read? There's a new plot synopsis. You want oh, me yes, to please. say this real quick? It's a, And it doesn't spoil anything, but it, the way they word this, um, I think kind of pings a little bit for me. It's a paranoid man embarks on an epic odyssey to get home to his mother in this bold and ingeniously depraved new film <laughs> from writer-director Ari Aster. Ingeniously depraved. Depraved, yeah, I know. That That's... is concerning and also like, okay, what's he doing in this? And maybe I will like it. Oh, wow. I mean, here's the thing. Typically with A24 movies, they get, they get good reviews. Like they're... They're typically normally like well received. I am going to hedge my bets a little bit. I'm going to go with something that is more, um, hmm, like a little lower, but it's not that much lower. I'm going to say 80%. Oh boy, we are like way off. Oh boy, what did you say? This reminds me, you know, when Richard Curtis, not Richard Curtis. Richard Kelly did Johnny Darko, and then he followed it up with Southland Tales. And it was a movie that, I mean, it was like you were given the keys to the kingdom and you do the wackiest thing imaginable because yeah. you had that ability. That's what this this feels like that. And Damien did that with Babylon. We've seen it a million times. Uh-huh. I'm going to say 61%. I don't know. I think it's going to be divisive. Yeah. Maybe divisive in a decent way, but like I think Hereditary was like 90%. Midsummer was... 84 something 83. around that 83 mm-hmm. and i really again really like both of those this maybe is more um near the horror genre than i might be led to believe so i don't know i don't know what to expect from this other than the trailer it looks like a huge whiff <laughs> like he just went for it and whiffed but i'm gonna lock in 61 yeah i mean that's the other thing where typically with a24 movies they like i said they get decent reviews but that they're not necessarily bulletproof but a24 i feel like they they would vet it but the other ari Aster movies are a24 so maybe they've just got to deal with ari and they're like oh right. i think they and they know what they've got like they they have a he is a name yeah i believe he might not be a name like michael bay but we his name means something, so sure. he could literally probably do whatever he wants, and they're going to put it out. I don't know. It feels like Michelle Gondry, Spike Jones to me in a lot of ways, just like kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Um, I don't know. All right, so Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, which comes out again. I don't even know when that comes out. Some point in this month, the twenty first, <laughs> right? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I think this looks pretty good. Jake G has a a beautiful beard. Oh, He's yeah. He's got a beautiful head of hair. Very handsome in this movie. I like to see him as a father. We mm-hmm. don't see that a lot. And he's 
he's teary yet because he sees his babies in this. Mm-hmm. And I want him to have that in real life if that's what he wants. But I digress. Um, Guy Ritchie's been making some, I think, surprising stuff since Aladdin, which was mm-hmm. just not good. But he did Wrath of Man. Man. Was that what that was called? With yeah. um, such an underrated movie. Underrated. Love that. I haven't seen his new one, which finally got released here. It's mm-hmm. on like VOD. I couldn't even tell you what it's called. It's Operation, Operation Fortune something something Ooh, yeah. something. Terrible title. Awful title. Man, it's awful. I need to watch it, though. But I, I like Guy Ritchie for the most part. This looks like big boy Guy Ritchie, mm-hmm. where he's trying to maybe tug the heartstrings more than ever before. Am I going first on yeah. this one? Yeah. Um, that's why. I'm, this is hard. I, I don't know what to do I, with see, this See, that's a, I felt this was really hard, and maybe the hardest, because I would normally say, all right, Guy Ritchie gives us something to work with, but it was tough because there's nothing very Guy Ritchie about it. But that's why I was like anticipating waiting. I've been like holding my breath, hmm. wondering what because it looks, it looks different. It looks very different. Uh, it, it, but people could be like, we. It also looks like like I've seen this a hundred thousand times. Well, I will say it looks different for Guy Ritchie. But I agree. For me, seeing this, it does look like a movie I have seen a lot, which is an issue. I'll say sixty-seven percent. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I uh, yeah. all mine by the way all of my reviews or predictions so far are rotten. Oh wow. Well, you know, 61 no, they're not right. Two two of them two of them are rotten. And then some are just like okay. Man, um I I feel like I want to change it mine, but I'll just say I've got 68%. Yeah, I thought you were going to do that. But uh, and but I honestly for, truthfully I wanted to go lower than you. So I'm tempted to change it to 66 because Ooh. I think this, I really do think this movie is going to be lower. But you know the movie I used as a base for this? Lone Survivor, that Mark Wahlberg movie. I know, but Lone Survivor's good. That movie's good, though. And that's a thing like that, where I'm like, Ew. That's based, is this based, this isn't based on a true story, though, right? I I'm not. Know. I know I just said this is good as if this doesn't look good. Um, yeah, I don't. I guess that kind of looks like this, but Peter Berg has such a style that it felt like very like him and what him and Wahlberg were doing for like four straight films. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And that's where, um, man, I just. What do you want to lock in sixty eight or sixty six? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with what I went with sixty eight percent. I do I do think it's gonna be a lot. Man, I really do think this is. Gonna well, then be change it to sixty six because in my in my head, if I if it was my choice. Again, we have like t- we have ten thousand dollars on with this game. I would do sixty six, <sighs> but don't remember I, that that whiffed me though on sixty five. Yeah, I was off. And see, that's what I'm like. Well, that was my original guess, and I just right now it's truthfully my guesses so far have been kind of off. They've been more off than on, and for that, because my initial guess would be to change it. I'm going to go contrary to that and say I'm going to stick to it and say 68%. That way I'll go above your pick. Although I I really deep down don't think it will be that, but at the same time, I need a surprise, and that's why I'm going to say I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, I agree. I I think you just you keep what you got because you you go with your gut. Now we have just under five minutes, so we got to go quick. 
We have one movie left. Super Mario Brothers. Is that what it's called? The Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay. Which we both want to see. Mm-hmm. I think this will make a million. I mean, it's projected to make a ton of money. Yeah. it's. Uh, and it, it may be the biggest movie of the year. They're going to lock. No. You think so? There's no Maybe. way. Maybe. Maybe. It'll be up there, but yeah. like Guardians is going to make a ton. They're going to chain Chris Pratt to a basement. They're going to lock him up for like 10 of these movies for basically the rest of his life. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? Super Mario Brothers, the Super Mario Brothers movie. I'm going to say, so it's coming from Illumination Studios uh, behind Despicable Me and all of those films. I do think that uh, this will end up like it will get something closer to the original Despicable Me, um, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna go relative, really high actually, uh, and I'm going to say 88. percent Oh my god, I just wrote that down. For real? Right, yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Now the original Despicable Me was 80. Oh, percent Despicable gosh. Me two 75. percent Despicable Me three 59. percent So with each one, it goes down. Don't they do Puss in Boots too? Yes, and that that's the, where and that's like the last one got like ninety percent or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I just uh, I have I have a fe- and yeah. So Puss and Boots: The Last Wish got ninety five percent. Good lord! So you you're locking in eighty eight. I'm gonna say eighty eight, and I'm I yeah. can't I can't in in my right mind say eighty nine percent like that. <laughs> that seems too stupid, even though I could see it happening. So I gotta go eighty seven percent. I'll take the under. Man, I hope this movie gets like a hundred percent. What if people are like, "This is the new John Wick Four, aka the greatest <laughs> film that Yo, I've ever seen." I literally, Yo. there's a person at work who literally told me that is the best quote film that they have ever seen. That's, and I said, yeah. "I'm like, I can't, I can't take this anymore. We've got to." You can mute words on Twitter. I need to be able to do that in real life because I I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Nothing against John Wick. I rewatched all three leading up to this, but by the end of it, I, I just wanted it to stop. Now, did you watch those like in in terms of, like one movie on like a Friday, another on Saturday, another on Sunday, right? I did. I did two and three in the same night, basically. Oh, that would be tough. It's brutal. And then seriously, like the next week, the next day, I was talking to somebody at work about it, and I literally couldn't remember what happened in, besides the first movie. I was like, hey, what's, which is the one that has this? Because it all is the same stuff. Yeah. A lot of respect to the choreography that goes into how, how it looks, but those movies are all the same. Uh, yeah. They just make them longer. I, I will say I did see the fourth film. It was fun, a lot of fun. Uh, the new character played by Donnie Yen, he brings something that's awesome to it. And uh, he might be the best part. And then Bill Skarsgård rules as well. Oh, I for- yeah, I forgot he's in there. And, and one big complaint about I do have about these movies, and we have just over a minute left, is the villains always suck. Bill. And the third the third one has a decent one. The Zero guy is pretty he, cool. but Bill's worth it. He's worth it. All right. I'm, I mean, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. I just, I don't love those like everyone else. The second one is the peak for me. Like that one's great. And then the third one just goes on for too long and it's mm-hmm. just more of the same stuff. I agree, yeah. And I love Keanu. He's awesome in it. He's amazing. I love that man. 
I would rather see him do, and he said he's open to this, of playing the character that he played in Speed for another movie like that. that would you know, another in that franchise. Bring that back. Find a way to make that. <laughs> the Speed franchise. <laughs> I don't even. You don't even have to do it where it's a singular thing like Speed. Do like cruise control where it's just on a boat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just find something cool. Uh, I want that. See it whenever you can. It's worth it. And we've got a lot to see for the month of April. So all I can say is I'm ready to take our own advice to keep watching. Keep watching.